Welcome to the Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie, who is the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we're coming to you from our new location here at 2950 Colorful Avenue. And uh, we're in, all, of course, many churches in preparation to hopefully open our doors soon. So hey, maybe come in the June time frame. Uh, if you're in the area, please come and join us. And uh, you can find everything about the church up on whitefieldschurch.com. And uh, if you miss Sunday's sermon, uh, you can go there too, whitefieldschurch.com. You can download it, find us on YouTube and Facebook, of course. And, uh, you know, if you're blessed by that sermon, we just pray that you you know, share it and um, share it with somebody and just pass it on. And uh, we were looking this weekend at 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 7, as we continue through our Desiring the Kingdom series and covered five, five uh, I've covered three chapters actually, and we were, it was called the Temple for the Living God. Yeah. So that was uh, kind of look at Solomon building the temple. And uh, so... You know, great, great look at, you know, as we get into this part, he, of course, received this kind of from his father, the plans and everything to make the temple. And and so this when you when you dive into this particular subject, there's a kind of a topic that that comes up like, you know, that Solomon only spent a short time, you know, in comparison to his own palace, his short time building the temple compared to as much time and effort as he put into the palace. And people are like, well, does, is that something that reflects his heart or what's, what's the deal with that? Yeah. So in chapter six, it tells us that Solomon spent seven years building the temple. And then in chapter seven, it tells us about how Solomon built his own house and his palace and all these side buildings uh, there in Jerusalem. And he spent much more time, 13 years, building his own palace. And his, his own palace was, of course, much bigger than the temple. Now, there's two ways to look at this. The one way to look at this uh, would say Solomon... This is one more instance of Solomon having a divided heart, right? Where he's spending and devoting so much more time and energy to building his own palace, or to put it in maybe our own vernacular, to say he's building his own kingdom. And, you know, he he was like, let's get this uh, temple thing over with fast so that I can just build my own house. And he spends way more time, way more attention on his own house than he does on the house of God. And so one way to look at it is that this is an example of Solomon's divided heart, um, the time and the size. Another way to look at it, and actually this is where I would lean, is that the fact that Solomon spent less time on the temple doesn't necessarily mean that his heart was divided. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it could be a sign of zeal. It could be a sign of focus because we're told there in chapter five that Solomon went to Tyre, which is now modern day Lebanon, and he hired a bunch of workers from Lebanon to come and help, which means that the labor force of Israel by itself was not enough. Uh, And what that tells us is that it was all hands on deck, very intense for seven years building the temple. The other thing about the size of the temple is that Solomon didn't pick the size of the temple. That was handed to him in two ways. Number one, it was the dimensions were the same basically for the for the temple as they were for the tabernacle. And that was handed down from God through Moses and then through David. So it says in 1 Chronicles 28 that David gave Solomon the plans or the blueprints, we would say, for building the, the temple. So in a way, it wasn't like Solomon had a lot of freedom with 
with what he did with the temple. That was handed to him. It was a certain size, and it honestly wasn't very big, right? We, we said 2,700 square feet, the size of the average house in Longmont, Colorado, you might say, right? So um, it was limited in size by design, and because of that, uh, it didn't take as much time. And it also, you can say there was a sense of zeal and intensity. Now with Solomon, the deal is that in everything he does, it's a mixed bag. Some things he does that are really great and some things he does that aren't. My view on this is I would say with the temple, this is something he did right. So, Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I, would, I, I myself probably have heard quite a few sermons that would have kind of leaned towards the fact that he had a divided heart. Like, well, look, you know, Solomon was all into himself and not into into the Lord. But um, I I tend to agree, as you know, as we've been studying and reading into that, that, yeah, I mean, the the temple had a specific function. It, it didn't have to house all the Levites. It had, it had a priest. It had certain things that had to go in there. It was a certain size. There were the exact dimensions, exact things that God was very specific about what the temple was supposed to be. But the palace... On the other hand, you're talking about all of his servants. You're talking about, uh, you know, probably government officials. You know, this is a place, a fortress. It had to protect the king. There's, there was many different, functionally, it was completely, completely different. And so, and of course, I, you know, I agree with you that the fact that, you know, he probably didn't hire all those other people to come and, and build his temple. It was something on a, you know, a, a probably a slower scale in that sense. So, yeah, over, you know, I think my... I really hadn't really thought about it deeply, but yeah, I would agree with you that it was definitely something that that it was it wasn't something about Solomon's divided heart. It was just more logistics, you know. Yeah, and one one other topic related to this is that if you read in Deuteronomy in the law, it's actually really clear that God never really wanted um, his altars to be too ornate. There were some times where he said. Literally, he said, I don't want you to build me an ornate altar because your attention will be taken away from me onto the altar. And of course, Solomon does do that. And we see that it honors God, right? He's seeking to honor God by giving the first and the best, which is a very important principle, as we talked about in the sermon. But there's another sense in which, okay, Solomon builds his temple. Here's what's interesting. After, I think, five years of the temple being in, in use after Solomon's death, the temple gets uh, ransacked. People steal a bunch of things from it. It continues to be in use. Then it's destroyed later on uh, when the Babylonians come and sack Jerusalem. Then they build the second temple in the time when the exiles return from Babylon. And you might remember the story there. When they see the temple, it says that some people saw it and there was a mixture of weeping and cheering. The young people who had never seen the first temple cheered because they had never seen a temple before. And they were glad that it had been built. But the older people, because it was 70 years that so the temple wasn't there. So the older people who were, who still remembered the first temple, um, they, they wept out loud. Now, what happened then later on is that Herod the Great came. And uh, it's still called the second temple. But it was like a renovation on the temple that he did in um, the years leading up before Jesus' birth. So that's, uh, he made it much bigger and he made it much grander and he made it um, more ornate, perhaps even more ornate than it was in Solomon's time. Most, most historians believe that he actually added more to it than Solomon ever did. And um, more gold, more, more things like that. 
And you see that at the time of Jesus, um, the temple was like worshipped, you know? They were much more concerned with the temple than they were with God. And um, and I think that was the whole point, was that they, the temple was never meant to be too ornate. Yeah. It was supposed to be that place that God would come and, and meet with his people. But he's even specifically said to Solomon, I, or was it to David, he says, I do not need in a building built by, you know, the hands of man. And, and of course, you know, the New Testament fulfillment of that is that we are the temple of the living God, you know, the, the, the body of Christ collectively, as well as, you know, the Holy Spirit living within us. And, you and, know, and so, we're not too ornate ourselves. No, right? and no. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't try to be, I don't know. Yeah. Well, some people try and dress themselves up, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, like... Uh, that's the first, or sorry, Second Corinthians four says we have this the light of God's glory in earthen vessels, right? So we're kind of earthy, we're kind of dusty, you know. Well, one day, you know, in heaven, you know, the full glory of God will be revealed within us, and so, um, you know, so that's many of the questions that kind of arise from these chapters as we kind of went through them, chapters five through seven. So if you missed the sermon. And uh, whitefieldschurch.com, get over there and you can download. It's up on our podcasts already and um, up on Apple Music and Google Play and Spotify and all those places. And, of course, definitely like and subscribe. When you do that, it just helps us, you know, gets the channel attention and it helps to just propagate it across the different channels and get people, you know, listening and, and being blessed by by this content. So we look forward again to seeing you next week. God bless you.